Well, good evening to you. This is Jonathan Starkey, a.k.a. the delicious, the most phenomenal, the superb digital pub landlord of that great place called Jesha Masses. And thank you, thank you, my fan club, my fan club. Ah, we have, well, we have nearly everybody here this evening. I'm not sure about Steve. <laughs> yes, well, I am here. Yes, and, uh, what says you've now got a fan club? How many is in this fan club? One. Is that you? <laughs> I've got more than one in my fan club, kiddo. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, just say hello. Yes, good evening, gentlemen. Hello to all our fabulous listeners across Cheshire and the rest of the world and the UK and whatever is going on in the UK. Well, we'll have a look later, but a uh, bit of a mad world. Well, you know that we're recording during the England-Wales match. Who are you supporting? Mark. None of them. I'm not watching. I was asking Mark, not you. I wasn't. I was, I'm not watching any of it. It's, it's I know what you were going to say then. <laughs> I know what you were going to say. Say hello, Mark. Hello. I keep it short and sweet. We all right, gentlemen? Oh, yes. Can't forget our lovely listeners. Indeed, indeed. And the gazelle. A.K.A. Trevor Nichols. Say hello, oh, sir. Great. Welcome to our listeners. Yes, indeed. Okay. Enjoy the show tonight. There we go. Fading out the music there. Look how professional that sounds, fading them out. There you go. It's all gone. All gone. All gone. Well, now, yes, we're recording during the England-Wales match. Who are you supporting? Steve. Uh, none of them. I'm actually uh, trying to learn to play guitar and do something else rather more enjoyable and, and uh, beneficial than watch all of these wokesters uh, run around in their little shorts, kicking a ball around. Half of these people, if they roll over and scratch themselves, they're in hospital for three weeks. Got no time for this rubbish. <laughs> but there you go. Trevor, who are you supporting? I've never noticed the little shorts. I haven't either. I noticed that. <laughs> 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 Close that closet door. Oh, shut that door. Shut that door. Shut that door. Look at their little shorts. <laughs> Who are you supporting, sir? England. Yeah. And Mark? They've got no chance of winning, but I do support them. Yeah. Equality and diversity, so I'm not supporting anybody. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Nobody> joking. <laughs> Got all woke. Well, <laughs> I, I Iran because at least they protested over something worth protesting about, like yeah. a proper injustice. Yeah, not like all he's taking the knee for nothing. Jesus, absolutely. I'm supporting England, but also um, I have to say that I'm not going to take the path that Wales did because they were quite negative towards the England team. So I'm going to say I will support uh, Wales as well, and I hope that there is a good outcome. Go ahead, Steve. I just want to ask, which um, political party does the England team support? Ah, uh, we'll be coming on to that. Oh, I can't, I can't okay. work that one out. Oh, very, very much so. And well, I can the in thing. I can tell you Oof. now, I've had nothing back from the electoral commission. I put the questions to them and I asked them to give us their viewpoint on a football club supporting the election of a parliamentary candidate. And they haven't come back to me. They promised that it would come back to me on Friday. And I've sent them emails and they've not responded. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I was just going to say, just for the listeners, that was the uh, 
Chester Football Club's manager, wasn't it? That's Showing right. Support for one of the candidates. Okay. In the upcoming by-election. Yep. So yeah, good, decent we- questions were asked and not been answered. Sure. No, not been Can I just mention I've had some people in Chester who are Chester Football Club supporters telling me they're actually quite appalled by it, by the way. Ah, well, yeah. we'll bring that up because we are going to be talking about the election in Chester as our local this evening, but let's get on with the roundup. Okay, Exodus Fears as two Tory MPs quit on the same day and there's more who have actually gone said they're going to stand down. What about that? Do they see the writing on the wall? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It'd be nice if they all quit, but this this is telling me probably the half-decent ones are the ones who are quitting and then we're going to be left with the do- donkeys. Well, don't forget there's some uh, there's some boundary changes coming on, so some of them aren't going to actually have constituencies. I'd, I'd, ex- I'd extend the boundaries into, I don't know, the Atlantic, maybe, the North Sea. <laughs> Hey, channel. wait a minute. That's a good point, actually. I yeah. understand the boundaries, so there's only about five of them. Yeah. You are it now getting into Gavin Williamson territory there. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, congratulations. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now, homes with smart meters being plunged into darkness by remote control. Now, not mm. so nice having a smart meter in your Is home. Is this when they're turned off remotely because people are struggling? Correct. Oh, how we didn't predict this many moons ago when these were introduced. Well, State control or company control of of your your vital life services. Indeed. It's it's getting bad. Uh, and it won't be people actually doing the switching off. It'll be AI that'll be doing that. It'll just be automated and they'll be holding their hands up and saying, we're sorry, it was a system error. Yeah, well, the system error is dependence on human uh, um, intervention to make it work. Yeah, indeed. Origination. The majority is a why I, aren't they? Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Let's not try to talk over one another. Otherwise, I'm going to have to start muting people. I know, yeah, you missed that completely. I know. Say it again, Trevor. I heard it. Yeah, I said, them Geordies, they're nothing but bad people because of all the why I. I have to say, I'm not going to, I'm only laughing because you think it's funny. (laughs) Right, moving on. Sturgeon won't win Indy Ref, even if she wins Supreme Court case, which they didn't. Anybody think that we're going to have another independence referendum? No, No, not really. Is that it, Don? No, she'll have one, but but it's not going to mean anything, is it? No, no. She'll do her own little one and go, oh, look. Comes to nothing. Is Lynch the Grinch as he calls for more rail strikes over Christmas? Yeah. What do you think? No. I don't think he is either. I quite I quite like what they're doing. I he think seems he's a to communist. make Well, he makes yeah, well, a lot yeah, of yeah, sense. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But I mean, you know, something's we've got to stop what's going on. By yeah. whatever means. If it if it means, you know, um well, what's it called? Da, 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 da. Distributing everybody's wealth. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Redistributing the wealth. You know, if you're looking down, there's a grim winter or whatever. I can't think of a word in a bit in the minute. It is going to be a grim winter for a lot of people. It's going to be bad. It's going to be very, very bad. You know, the only way that you're going to get any any resolve from this is to affect the rich, Mm. basically. Because we're getting nowhere. I'm sick to death of... 
we complain, we complain, we complain, and we get nothing done. No. And the only way to do it is by hitting the MPs. If they can't get their trains home, uh, because they all, a lot of them, majority go on trains, so yeah. hit them. Hit it's them, yeah. Hit them. I'll go with that. You can't just hit all the rich, though, because it, then it, it, that's a generalisation, isn't it, again, of all the rich? Because well, that's, you know, rich people are just handing money to people. I mean, there's one take from the rich, but George Soros gives loads of his money to the poor. So yeah. work that one out. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's a mess, you know. Here's one that I'm really, really going to enjoy telling because this company is owned by the Coca-Cola people. And the Coca-Cola people, the head of it is English. And I really don't like this guy. Do you remember that story with Van Tucker? What a name. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, where he pulled out all the Coca-Cola machines. Well, here we go. Costa Customer films flies and ants crawling over treats on display. You're me. And you could see them. You could see them crawling <laughs> crawling all over it. And where, then where are these? Flies. They're no, anywhere. Where are these <laughs> treats and things? In the Costa Cafe. Oh, God. And they were still being sold afterwards. That was just. Are you sure you're not making mis- mistaking these these cakes with flies on for Eccles cakes? No, 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 no. I wouldn't make that kind of mistake. No, no, no. Anyway, next one. Michelle Moan's family received twenty nine million profits from the PPE firm. You remember who? the PPE that couldn't be utilized. Who did? Yeah, who, who who benefited from this? Said Michelle Moan, Baroness Bra, as she really? is commonly known. Tory really? peer Michelle Moan faces new questions as leaked bank documents suggest she and her children received $29 million in profits from COVID PPE firm that she recommended to ministers. Well, I don't recall people being asked to wear bras during the COVID uh, issue. And more, you better use them than masks. <laughs> oh. And I mean, obviously, you wasn't nasty, but you did it voluntary. Well, the company concerned uh, <laughs> was uh, called PPE MedPro, and she lobbied for it to receive government contracts. Now, the company, which received $200 million in contracts to supply face masks and surgical gowns to the NHS through the government's VIP lane for companies, uh, they're, uh, they're also being investigated for fraud. And so, I can say the the money. Uh, I think I think it was her husband. I think if I've got it right, her husband received something like sixty five million, and then he transferred something like twenty nine million. Oh, no, uh, no, it was fifty five million. Oh no, sixty five. No, definitely sixty five million in profits from the NHS deal, and that went into an Isle of Man trust. And then transfers were then supposedly made to his personal HSBC Isle of Man bank account. Now, that means that they were transferred, I think it was $29 million, to another entity called the Kerastal Trust, which was set up by Mr. Barrowman, along with another individual linked to PPE MedPro, and whose beneficiaries were Lady Moan and her children. There you go. Children? Yeah. Wow. Always follow the money. Yep. Mm. There we go. Drivers are hit with 30k parking fines every day despite the crackdown 
promises by this government. Don't pay them. Well, unconstitutional. You know. Well, I don't know. Some people are just not brave enough, Mark. I know, but it it, it can be done. Trust me. Yeah. Well, certain better rights, mate. You know, in no, these days, no fines without conviction, and you've not been convicted. You're just fined by a third party who's got no authority to find anybody. I like that. I like go that. to court and test it out. Trust me, it works. Hmm. Well, things are so bad for people today that a single father of six admits he's struggling to afford school shoes for his children. Now it's getting bad there because also Brian Cox is reflecting. You know the actor on seeing both ends of the wage gap. So he, uh, he apparently is doing um, you know, a set of programmes that are being broadcast at the moment where he's showing both sides of the story. But I, I don't know. There, there is only one side. If somebody's homeless, you've got to start asking questions because if we're paying up to $7 million a day for asylum seekers and giving them well, three meals well, a day yes. you know, for that, why can't, you know, as Mark said, the homelessness problem could have been solved. With that kind of money being pumped could, into things. With a click of her fingers. Yep. But as I said to you, you guys, they've chosen to do something else instead. Yep. And bring people from other countries who may or may not need our help. We don't yep. know. Or the percentage of them, we don't even know who they are. So, well, you know, priorities. Moving on, the MPs demand end to the secrecy over multi-billion pound bulb bailout. So that means that not only uh, have the debts of Bulb been covered, but also Octopus have been paid a billion to take them over. And at the same time, the Bulb founders have made millions despite costs to the taxpayers. So, what, you know, where's the fairness in all of this? The taxpayer. Well, there isn't any right across the board. Our system is virtually broken across the board. You're wondering in desperately how anything's going to get done because there are no ideas coming out of these people. Meaning well, there, are. The conservatives. there are ideas, but they're all bad ones. <laughs> Have you not noticed the only thing these people are good at is making a mess of stuff? Well, making a mess and making a lot of money for other people. Oh, oh they're good at that too, yeah. Well, everything. I mean, the, the story, the main story that I'm going to pick on tonight is from Richard Littlejohn. And his first quote says, It feels like I've gone to sleep and woken up in 1973 when Margaret Thatcher defeated the NUMs, that's the National Union of Miners, attempt to bring down the government. I thought we'd left the last of energy insecurity behind us. Now, this guy has gone through so many different points, which I feel are actually well worth discussing. And my opinions on those points are this. Energy insecurity. Now, whatever happened to North Sea oil and gas? And what has happened over the past 12 years? Or successive governments beforehand? What have, what have they done? What years. have they done? I think this goes back 50 years. We were talking about this, and we, we've been talking about a lot of different issues. And one of the things that came up in conversation, which I think I raised and we all discussed, which was there is no cohesive plan in terms of looking after the nation's affairs. Assets it, as well. Not only just its assets, but the people. I'm, what I'm talking about is what we're talking about here, which is energy security, defence of the country, which has been cut to the bone for, for the past 20 years. It's been reduced and reduced. 
I'm talking about a suitable education system, which is uh, delivering what it's supposed to and not a woke agenda, a left-wing uh, a, a mantra that's being put out to um, to to the people. The NHS uh, is, is a, now a political football come every election. That's all it is. And it needs reform. It does need looking at. Um, and you look at the whole system. You look at the taxation system, the money system, housing, uh, the whole thing. Everything that people are dependent upon in this country for security and to have a confidence in the future for themselves and the future generations does not have a cohesive plan at all. Let me say this, that when you ask WTF are the politicians doing, and everybody knows what WTF means, what are they doing? I can't work it out because... And here's a, here's a quote that uh, Richard Littlejohn came up with, and it was from Nye Bevan. And he was talking about Tory incompetence in 1945. And he said, This island is made mainly of coal, and it's surrounded by fish. Only an organisational genius could produce a shortage of coal and fish at the same time. <laughs> Correct. And he's Correct. talking about incompetence in the Tories. You know, one, you of, one, of, one of our biggest imports is fish. Yeah. And yet we're surrounded by fish. Certain fish we can't get, though, isn't it? Mm. What fish we can't get? There's certain fish in certain waters, though, isn't there? So we'll sell some of our fish and we'll buy fish from other people. But I, I see your point, though. We're absolutely surrounded by assets. Let us not forget that this well yeah in (laughs) parliament yeah this country is sitting on reserves of shale gas billions of barrels of untapped oil and natural gas in the north sea and what's this government done they've sold it to everybody else just like our motorways just one second just like our motorways they've sold off sections of it and other countries are benefiting from it our railways, everything. Go ahead, Steve. You can sum this up by one particular issue. And I'm reading a book at the moment which I've nearly completed, and I recommend you guys all read it because it talks about how our parliament has been hijacked. Most of the people in it, as we've discussed, are no longer working for the people. They're working for their corporate globalist friends, right? It's been hijacked. It's there to merely rubber stamp a wider agenda in, in the in the in the world, a now, lot of them the are just is. selfish. A lot of them are just selfish. Let me interject there. This was a comment again, which was made by Richard Littlejohn. He turned around and he said, "In the beginning, Boris was saying no, he's he, he's not into the wind turbines, and now, now he's come out of government. He's now advocating for them and saying it's a great idea. People are changing and chopping and changing to suit." You know ah, the situation. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Your yeah, it's called money was, and incentive. Well, it, it goes a little bit beyond that as well, because you asked the question: WTF politicians, you know what they're about. I'll answer what they're about, because the vast majority of them don't have a clue, and they don't have a cohesive plan, as we've said. And a lot of these people are incompetent and should not be in the positions that they are. But what they are, and what they do, is this. They're opportunists, and come every election, they will simply say to the electorate what they think the electorate at the time wants to hear. 
simply to get voted, not actually what is for the country's benefit in the long term. And well, that's the difference. It's soundbite politics simply to get elected. Well, that's the electric's fault, isn't it, basically? And I love well, if you the- buy into it, yes, it is, yes. They buy into it. Well, they do buy into it. The sheep, aren't they, Steve? You know, it's no good beating about the bush. I love all this new green agenda, by the way, where you put up all these wind turbines all over the country, but not in my back garden. Put them up north. That's what they say. How much energy do they actually provide? Have we got any figures on 1%. that? 1%. 1%. So we're at, we're at present being asked not to use energy. At peak times? I know. Oh, just, just, when, this is unbelievable. When, when the England match was on, don't use. Uh, we'll pay you not to use energy, right? Yeah. And it's a case of the old hang on, hang on, hang on. I feel, I feel like we're living in Russia. If you look, hey, Trev, see how many, see the floodlights will be on now for the England game, so they're okay, but we've got to watch what we're doing, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they're okay. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're okay. It's it's okay, because they sell us all the energy, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They've mismanaged everything. I I totally agree with you. They've mismanaged everything. We've got into a position now where we've got no electric, right? And not long ago, there was a problem. It's like living in Russia. There was the problem. We had no... No stocks on the on the shelves in the supermarkets. Remember that? Yeah. With, with all the wagons. And, and it's that, supposedly like. coming again over this period. Now, over the next quarter, well, there are going to be shortages. You know, what's happening in this country, for God's sake? I mean, now we're running out of lucky, aren't we? Yeah. Right? Because so, they never well, made any provision. They didn't make any provision for storage of, of well, energy. Uh, They've uh, made uh, nothing. They've done nothing. Everybody was just hands in the honeypot all the time. What what happens now, right? When we've got we've got this government is projecting we've got we're gonna get ten million electric cars. <laughs> Where's the electric coming from? Where's the Where infrastructure? The well you we can't even watch the England game. Yeah. And then they're on about is it ten million electric cars? I know. <laughs> Where's the electric gonna come from? Well, where'd yeah. you plug a bed? We can't we can't plug ours in out the front here. I mean, what if you live on the 12th floor of Nan Perish Flats? You're going to have to need some serious extension cable, aren't you? Let's face it. Yeah. I mean, but what's going on? It's just a nonsense, to be quite frank. I'm quite flippant about the whole thing, mate, to be honest. Well, it is a nonsense, isn't it? I think this electric car thing will be a 10-year fad and they'll realise it hasn't worked and it will be a switch to hydrogen. Yeah. Well, you've got got the the building uh, size well, isn't it? They've now got the go-ahead. To build Sizewell, and it's it's funded by the French. I know. We should be, just be saying, get the involvement out. I went absolutely nuts when I got a, a ticket going over Runcorn by a Spanish-owned company. Oh, yeah, I've got to say, uh, I went absolutely nuts. Now, why are they giving away pieces of our road? I mean, Mark can tell me certain things. I want to bring Mark in. Do we not have right of travel, Mark? We have any rights anymore. I'm sorry, but going to go back to what you were just discussing there. Yeah, go ahead. It, again, it's, it's, it's this net zero. I'm going to call it a climate cult again. I say this every week. They're so obsessed with trying to control the climate. I'm sorry, but it's like trying to control a virus. You can't. Look at China. Yeah. They're all getting ill. Seriously, it's just like, come on, people, wake up. They're going to destroy humanity to save a planet. Okay. Well, I don't think that I don't think they're going to get away with it because 
uh, China. China. Well, no, I don't think they are because I think what will happen is they'll just push so far and then bang, that's it. There will be uproar in this country. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's all right. Trevor mentioned the electric cars. I think I've, I've probably said this again, so I'm like a broken record. But the, the battery, we're going to get, like the energy thing, we're going to get held to ransom again by countries because there's only certain areas you get the lithium from. And yeah. where do all the chips yeah. come from? Yeah, that's right. 90% come from Taiwan. I thought now, they came from a Chinese chip shop. Well, they probably will soon <laughs> because China aren't going to release their grip on Taiwan, are they? So say, for instance, I don't know, China get a bit of a taste for like what Russia have done. And, oh, we can get away with a little bit here. So they take Taiwan, so then we're held to ransom for the Chinese for the lithium and the uh, the chips. Oh, great! We agree with you there, Brilliant! This, Can't we just this, produce this stuff is, ourselves? Yeah, this electric car issue is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's massive. They're, they're selling you the green agenda on the electric cars. It's absolute tosh. The Ooh, green like agenda is based on a hydrogen-powered engine, basically, because it only kicks out. H2O. That's it. That's the only byproduct. I mean, and on about greens, who the hell would trust Cabbage Patch Kids? <laughs> because I don't. Oh, God. Every, every green I've stood against, I will make this statement I have squished. <laughs> every green in every election I've stood for, I have squished. Why don't you give peas a chance? <laughs> I give peas a chance, but I don't give sprouts a chance. I would give sprouts anything or broccoli. That they are the yeah, worst well, I vegetables. Agree. I do agree with that. I, oh. I regret throwing that comment in. I apologize. They make they make me gag. I'm telling yes. you, I hate the smell of them. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. So just uh, this is a funny one. So how do you uh, charge electric cars? <laughs> Simple question. Oh, it's magic. <laughs> Electricity. You electricity. get electricity from the. You're not meant to ask you about that sort of thing. The, the thing we're having a difficulty getting, yeah. Yep. What's didn't? Okay, so we'd be held to ransom by Russia and China in the future. This is going to be amazing. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Sarcastic. No, it's it's magic. You don't that. worry about where it comes from. It's it's green. That's all. They they're just telling you it's green. Don't worry about it. Tesla, I think, was shut down because he found a way to distribute electricity through the air, and. What he did, it was supposedly the electricity was free. And so basically, it couldn't be metered. Now, it was something, I, I'm not sure about it. I mean, my memory is sketchy on it. But I think the electricity came from the earth. And it was distributed. I've, I've read about this myself. Distributed yes. free. Free to all. And I was thinking, no wonder they shut him down. Because you can't, you can't meter electricity through the air, can you? No, I saw something Not yet. on, I think it was TikTok, <laughs> about a water-powered car in the 1957. Yes, yeah. There's a and guy done it in the 1980s as well, and he... He, he, he got shut down. Yeah, well, he, he got shut down big time, as he's, he's no longer here. That's right, yeah, he got, he got uh, taken out, didn't he? Well, allegedly, yes, yes, and the, the car went missing that he'd built and various things, yeah. That's right, that's the one, yeah. And then he suddenly disappeared okay. with the big conglomerate saying, <laughs> I tried to I tried to argue this with someone and they said, did you see the car? I said, yeah, and he goes, well, how do you know it worked? I said, because I saw it work. But how do you know it worked? Because he was literally 
doing it. <laughs> I'm just like, what? It was one of them because he hadn't seen it. It wasn't true. You know, one of them. It's yep. like a typical left wing argument. Don't no faith. I no faith. I, like, I said, I'm not doing, I'm not doing your research for you, mate, again. So go look it up yourself. Well, that brings us nicely, nicely on when I say no faith to another part, which is of the national story, which is less than half of England and Wales population are Christian, according to the 2021 census. So less than half of the population are Christian. Of England Can I just say, I think we should have a good look at the census and do a little bit of a special on that, because we were yeah. talking about that I was thinking that myself, yeah. See, but the thing I think is, we should do a, a, yeah. an issue on that. Okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll open that up, um, but because I want to actually do, I do want to move it on, but I wanted to mention it because, quite simply, oh, what's that, Trevor, making a noise there? I heard Sorry, you. Sorry, uh, I was scratching my head and I hit my microphone. <laughs> Glad you said head. <laughs> Hey, 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 no noise on here. This is a pro, this is a pro thing. I, I actually... I apologise. Twice I've apologised. Okay. Uh, Steve, last comment on this, and then I want to introduce something. Well, to be quite honest with you, um, in relation to churches, I just want to say, you know, uh, this again is something... We're ahead on the curve of, on a lot of things, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, because we said we, we wanted we to support churches. Year, yeah. yeah, we went last year looking at some of the Cheshire churches, and there's... the all over Cheshire and, and obviously the rest of the country, there are churches in this country that go back six, seven hundred years, eight hundred years Indeed. or more. And uh, this is our heritage. This is our in, indigenous heritage uh, in this country. And some of these churches, the history contained within them, are incredible. Now, I just want to touch on a little something here in relation to churches, actually, and that is this. If you want to preserve your history and your heritage on your Christian uh, indigenous heritage Beliefs. and everything that this Beliefs. country is about. When you get married, don't go get married down at the local hotel, which is probably now housing uh, asylum seekers anyway, but that's another story. And Well, you can't get married now because most of the hotels have <laughs> got well, asylum seekers in there. Well, there is that, but the point I'm making is utilise your churches, utilise your heritage and protect it and preserve it and value it. Yep. It's not being protected though, and this was this was a story when we very first started the podcast. I wanted to talk about this, but I think there was something more important that week. And there was a, there was a spate, and it was being reported across the country of vandalism, theft, and violence towards their staff in churches. And it was it was on the increase, and nobody nobody covered a it. Damn, no. I think it was in one of the local papers, but a little bit, but nobody was bothered. So it's worse than just a decline in religion. That's it being attacked. And if you look at what's happening in France, they've got a slightly higher population of migrants, I think, than us. Uh, well, also, only, only at the moment. Only at the moment. Only until, yeah, until he shifted them all over here. But there's been churches set fire to and, you know, cathedrals and all kinds of stuff. So we've got well, that to go. You know, whether, whether people have views on this or not, but the fact of the matter is this. Churches and everything that they teach people and young children going to church and lots of different things and the, the values they learn there are now devoid to a large extent in this country. And society is now going round and round in circles trying to find solutions to problems that they, the society never used to have yeah. because they followed certain remits of how to behave. And now the very thing that gave society its structure, mm. its respect and everything else in the country is now under threat. And yeah. now people are looking for the solutions to problems they never used to have. Never used to have. Well, 
let's move on. And I want to allow Steve a few minutes to speak about something uh, which is dear to the heart of people in Blaken. Go ahead, Steve. Yes. Um, we're only a few days away uh, from the very sad 40th anniversary of very tragic event uh, on the 6th of de- December, 1982. Uh, and it was the Northern Ireland Ballykelly uh, disco bomb, as it's referred to. And 17 people lost their lives in that atrocity. And um, this included numerous service personnel and some civilians as well. And one of those people um, was a private, Neil Williams, of the Cheshire Regiment. He was in our year at school, and he lost his life at the age of 18 in 1982. So we're coming up to the 6th of December very soon, in a few days' time, by the time this goes out. And um, there was obviously other service personnel, and there were 17 people who lost their lives on that tragic day. And it's a stark reminder to the troubles that have gone on there and the people in our services who've lost their lives and subsequently some service personnel also who've put their lives on the line for this country. So I just ask people to give a thought on the 6th of December for those people. Indeed, indeed, indeed. That was a good call. Good call. Now we're going to move on to something which is our local, which is very pertinent this week, because there is an election going on on Thursday. Woo! Isn't everybody excited? Because Cheshire Matters are going to be covering that election. And we're oh, all going to will, be there. Will everybody be exceptionally pleased to see us all? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I know that they'll love to see stats. I know they're going to love to see the gazelle. I'm not so certain about you, sir, but I know that they're going to want to speak to the delicious pub landlord. Yes. And we are going to be there. And the we're first gonna be- thing I'm going to say is <laughs> put down on the beer. Hey, what? Well, Steve, I don't want to say anything to you, but, you know, that's what they're going to be saying to you. That's what they're going to be saying to you. You know, what can I say? But there you go. Now, we're covering the election. Let's first discuss the reason why we have an election in the city of Chester. Oh, thank you so much for reminding everybody of this, because I have to say, without sounding peculiar about this, I'm actually glad you brought this up, and there's a very serious reason. Well... Come on. Because there has been a silence on this from the entire political world. In correct, Chester, correct. Especially the Labour Party. Now, Samantha Dixon in her election uh, campaign said this. it was very disappointing about Chris Matheson. I'm sorry, it's a lot more than wow. that. It's well, actually disgusting. Well, let's just, let's just go over a few of the details. The Labour MP, Christian Matheson, resigned over sexual misconduct. Serious sexual misconduct. He quit after a parliamentary watchdog recommended he be suspended for serious sexual misconduct. Two allegations of sexual misconduct against Mr. Matheson were made by a former member of his staff, and they're the ones that have been upheld. The MP for Chester allegedly invited her on a private trip abroad, which was found to be sexually motivated. He admitted that he had committed a minor breach of the code, and tendered his resignation with great sadness. 
The independent expert panel, Parliamentary Watchdog, had recommended the Labour MP was suspended from the Commons for four weeks. A spokesman for Labour said, there must be a zero tolerance for sexual harassment, adding that the party acted immediately following the report's findings. Now, he was only going to be suspended for four weeks, so why did he quit? That's a very interesting question because um, it does raise the question, is there a lot more to it, potentially? Yeah. Ah, good point. And minor yeah. sexual conduct. Yeah. So why has he resigned? Bunk, gone. That's not minor. No. They bury stuff and they bury stuff and they bury stuff. And on about... Um, You've been in touch with the Electoral Services. Yeah, Electoral Commission. Electoral Commission. Or, as we commonly know and we make that mistake, the Electrical Commission, because they're always very shocking. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the... No, I won't say it. It seems that nobody <laughs> answers, answers any awkward questions anymore. No, they don't. So what has happened over this whisper list? Nothing. Nothing. Announced. Nothing. It's a whisper now. That was a very serious accusation. Can you hear it? it, It's just been hushed up again. He was on there, wasn't he? I suspect she may have been reprimanded for that. Reprimanded? She should be booted out for that. No, we'll never know. It's just like the rest is covered up. Why do we put up with it? Why do we put up with this diesel? I keep saying diesel because I use diesel. I don't use petrol. This diesel going up and up and up, electric going up and up and up. Are we not paying the electric companies enough anyway? Yeah. We're just we we're just very stupid. It's going to take something to trigger it off, and then they'll know. They all know right now that they're in the doo-doo. All the politicians, they all know it. Oh, they, of course they do. They, they know, know that they're in the doo-doo. Okay? I reckon that they know there's some Toxteth and Tottenham riots coming up. Yeah, and some of these some of these things in the public order bill are actually set there to actually be utilised to cover that. And well, it's designed to keep people at bay from getting too vocal and getting on the streets. Oh, but yeah. You're talking about a trigger that may set people off against everything that's going on. It's coming. It's coming. I suspect the trigger, and I hope it's not, but I suspect it may well be something very serious, such as elderly dying yep. in their own homes because of cold, because it can't It's going to happen. Cold and the lack, the lack of food, it. it's going to happen, especially when they're spending $7 million a day on asylum seekers. Go ahead, Mark. It, they're in full swing, aren't they? You've got this online harms bill as well now to go with the... Uh, so you can't protest soon, and then you won't be able to say anything online. But the thing that annoys me with that is it, it, it's apparently to protect children. Now, I don't believe a word they say again. I don't trust these people because I was in contact with Yvette Cooper's department when she was the Home Affairs, and I, and I basically begged them to get these um, paedophiles off Twitter, you know, the ones who openly admitted to fancying children of between zero and ten and stuff like this, no maps... And I basically just got ignored. And then I just basically got told there was nothing they could do at all. And yep. the next day, Yvette Cooper was on Twitter shouting about some conservatives who've touched someone's knee 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But then when it's one of their own MPs 
like Steve says, zip like zippy off rainbow now, aren't they? Yep. The hypocrisy from the left is rising even faster and they won't answer awkward questions. They'll just t- they'll they'll literally ignore any bad behaviour from their side and just continue with their same defunct argument. Oh, sorry, debunked argument. Yeah, I actually think I'm they've got a responsibility them. to speak out and condemn his actions in defence of people who have to report this kind of thing and yeah. put up with it. No support, in my view, has been given from the Labour Party by vocalising their discontent at his actions towards the the victims who had to put up with his behaviour. Yeah, listen. Seven, let, just, one second, go ahead, seven, Mark. Go ahead. Good point. Right? Why? Why are they brushing this under the carpet? Like Trev says, I think there could be more to this. You know, and it could be linked. Not to make it such a big deal. They're trying it, to just push it aside and move on. Quickly. It could be linked to Charlotte's yeah. whisper list. I well, I was said it only jokingly, didn't I? But I remember joking about charging farmers for uh, cow farts. Uh, not so funny now. <laughs> you know? Wow. Let us move on to what's going to be going on in the election so what are the issues do you think the top issues that are going on with this election with the candidates do you think it's the cost of living crisis do you think it's empty shops lack of support for small businesses what do you think yeah I think it's, it's gonna be cost of living yeah. it's gonna uh, another one on the rise a big issue on the rise which people are picking up on is hotels uh, all across the country being utilised for asylum seekers, people pouring into the country, the daily cost of it, and uh, people are questioning why, when that's going on, there's people on the streets, there's elderly people who can't afford to live, etc., etc. And like we've all discussed, all of these bills, you know, it's like uh, it's like the petrol was hitting, um, you know, £2 a litre, um, and it went went up from whatever it was at, £1.34, one that sort of figure, arrived at £2, and then it went down to sort of £1.60, and everybody thinks, oh, it's gone down a lot, but it's still a lot dearer than was it. What it was originally. Well, uh, you know, I I, kind of think that, you know, there will be things like the health services and the waiting times. Those things, I think, rising costs of housing. Yeah. What about car parking costs? Well, that's just an absolute national rip-off, that is, to be quite frank. And by the way, there's a lot of people... I you are control. never quiet, Frank. He keeps on saying, you know, to be quiet, Frank. No, to be quite frank. Oh, I thought you said quiet, Frank. <laughs> that's just not going to be you. Go ahead. <laughs> but people all over the country, right, as they go about their daily business, a lot of businesses and uh, sole traders who go into city centres, we might have mentioned this before, quite often get parking tickets when they're simply trying to carry out servicing of buildings of various sorts. And this goes on all the time. A few of my colleagues have had them recently. It's an absolute disgrace when people are just trying to earn a living or run their own business and getting parking tickets. There's nowhere for people to park. Yeah. Well, let's go through quickly a few of the candidates. Trevor, this is your man, Alan Hope. Monster raving loony party. You like him, don't you? Screaming Lord Hope. Yeah. Screaming Lord Hope. Kane Griffiths of UKIP. Who, sorry, Kane Griffiths. Oh, we had the UKIP people round. I said hello to them when they came round to our our road last week. Oh, Kane Griffiths, is that that 11-year-old? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Chris Quartermain, Freedom Alliance. Never heard of him. Freedom Alliance? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Elizabeth Ward Law. Conservative. 
Yeah, she's okay. Fake. Yeah, uh, well, to be honest, she, she needs Satnav to find a way to Chester. <laughs> yeah, well, a Charlotte. she thinks she's best placed to look after Chester because she was a nurse. And we she all was what, need sorry, a, a nurse. Oh, a nurse. right. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's actually not going down with everybody. I've seen comments online where people are saying, well, if she's a nurse, why is she sort of... Uh, Standing for the Conservatives and giving various reasons for for that, you know. But well, the thing is, line is, you know, actually, one interesting thing about uh, the Conservative candidates is this: online, uh, she's doing a survey where people can sort of send in what they would like her to to do and what the issues are and the struggles people are facing. Well, my point on that is, well, if you're standing in an election, you'd have an idea. Of what's supposed to be done. Um, Jeannie Barton, Jeannie Barton, reform. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. I'll give way. Go ahead. I was ju- I was just going to say, what is the point of them asking you what your concerns are? Because when you go to your MP with concerns, like I don't know, for instance, maybe the damage lockdowns do, they're not interested, or maybe excess deaths that are like skyrocketing all over Europe. No one seems to give a damn or care why people are dying. When people were dying two years ago from a virus, therefore it was all a big deal then, wasn't it? I don't see the point of them knocking on your door because they're not going to take any of your things seriously anyway. So No, because they're going to go native. That That's what happens. It's, yeah, it's just all for voters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I get just all, rinse all these, and these, these comments then when, when you watch them all on TV. Well, when I'm knocking on doors, I get this comment. When I'm knocking on doors, I get that comment. I've been in politics from the age of 16. I'm now 47. That's hard life. (laughs) Add another 20 years to that, and I might believe you. I'll carry on if I may. (laughs) I've been in politics for years. Nobody has ever knocked on my door. There's a reason, though, Trev, because you're going to ask them the awkward questions. Questions. You know, you might say, well, hang on, who's responsible for children's mental health in decline for the lockdowns and the, I don't know, the vaccine injuries? And they're going to go, gone. Yeah, but you've got to remember, guys, that there's people like us all over the country and we will be known to political parties and they will have, against our addresses, do not knock. Do not knock here. Do not pass. One came in and handed me his You can't believe what you said there, Steve. Say again. You can't you can't believe how true what you said there because Oh it is. I I know for a fact well, I've seen uh, I've seen the Labour Party walk past my door many a time. Yeah, I did when I was in UKIP. And they, they wouldn't uh this young lad when I was at this count, he said to me, Oh, you live in the ten houses, don't you? I said, Sorry. How do you know that? <laughs> well, how how would you know where I live? And he said, Oh yeah, I know you live there. Because we were told not to knock on your door. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. See, naively, I had a fake Conservative candidate come and give me his leaflet. Now I'm going to take him up on his offer. And he said, come and have a chat and see what I can do for you. So I'm going to put my theory that I've just said to the test and I'm going to go to him with the things that concern me and watch him leave the building before I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it. I'm going to put and I'll come back on and I'll say, right, I've had me meeting with him. And these were my concerns. Yeah. And gulp. Um, uh, well, Mr. Hartley, um, uh, 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 streetlights. No, mate. No. No. All right. Well, you Let know, I mentioned, no, I mentioned Jeannie Barton, Reform UK. That's um, ah, Steve's party. I was asked to stand for reform before her, you know. Ah, well, you're not the only one. 
Yes. Scraping the bottom of the barrel. They're going for everybody. They, were, yeah. they didn't ask me. Oh, didn't they? That's because they no. know, Mark. They know that you're a far more intelligent, intellectual individual. They are using all the dregs of society. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have you know, Steve, that I think you'd have been better than her because she can't string a sentence together. together. Okay. Related to Joe Biden. <laughs> Jeez. Paul Bowers, the Green Party. Any word on him? Green Party? Yeah, squishy greens, that's what I said. <laughs> it's their fault we're in all this mess. Yes. People listen to them. Yeah, people listen yeah. to them. Mm. Well, they don't the vote greens. for them. No. Here's no a good green one. has ever beaten me, ever, in an election. You yeah. know why, though? Because the top two steal all the policies of the smaller parties to soak up the vote. They've done it to parties I've been in before. And you're thinking, yeah. what? You've took that as a policy? You are joking. You were calling us names for this last week. So oh, they basically killed off the Lib Dems and the Greens by taking all their policies. You want to That's see why all we've got a Liberal pinched. government. Richard Hewson, rejoin EU. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a message for that guy, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> hey, can we say it on air? No. <laughs> Ends in F and starts with an F. Yeah, oh. something like find yourself off somewhere else or very similar. <laughs> Rob Hurd. From the Glib Dems, or the Glib Dums, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Glib Dems. Who's, who's going to come last? Can you oh, give us a sound? Yeah. Yeah, the can you give us a sound by policy from each party here? Because I've no idea what some of these actually stand for. Well, okay. Well, they don't, uh, Steve. They're all the same. Let it, no, well, so basically, they just want to get in, right? Sam Dixon. You know, she's going to tackle sewage being dumped in the River D. Right, which is commonly used by people rowing and boating. Da, 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 da. Not drinking it though, are they? So she wants right. to support Chester residents through the cost of living crisis. Well, doesn't anybody? I, well, um, actually, wait like, a minute, wait a minute. You asked me, so I'm telling you. Right, I'll give me a break. Shut, just give me a one. hey, hey, back off. All right, back or, it's, to that or it's mute city for you, kiddo. Oh, I'm boy, telling you. You'll be gaffer taped on Thursday night. You will. She's also. Going to put more bobbies on the beat now. How's she going to get that past? <laughs> can't believe. Well, what is the point when they don't even deal with anything that's reported to them? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, oh, not a priority. Well, word law or Lord law or, yeah, no, ward law. Okay. She <laughs> got it right on the third, third attempt. A warlord. <laughs> She's going to be tackling county issues such as housing, employment, education, renewable energy, food security, and the rural economy, right? because that matters to people in Cheshire. So... She's keen to hear what other issues residents have in Chester. So this is this is coming from the, the local stories, you know, that have reported on them. But you know, I'm thinking like sort of, well, that's a pretty big agenda. I mean, if the Conservatives haven't been able to tackle those things in 12 years, what the hell is she going to do? I know what she's going to do. She's going to bring more uh, asylum seekers, stroke migrants in, yeah. to schools, and fill okay. up all the houses. Problem solved. <sighs> Well, the Conservatives have got no interest in places like Blaken and the Lake where people really are struggling. They never have done, to be quite frank. I know this for a fact. I was involved with the Conservatives for a while and I resigned from the Conservatives. That's another story. Yeah, yeah. And we were warned you. We warned you. Oh, we told you. Yes, 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 yes. Don't yes. do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why and you went you ahead it? and you did it. You know? now, wait a minute, Samantha Dixon is now saying she wants to tackle the cost of living crisis for people, etc., etc., and, and things like that. Now, maybe 
she would like to explain some of the millions of pounds that's coming to Blaken and what's happened to it. Because I have got a lot of questions about what's going on in Blaken and what is going on in Blaken. And I bet she wouldn't tackle some of these issues, knowing full well there's a conflict of interest in the area because a lot of things are coming to light. And there's a lot of residents in Blaken getting in touch with me, exposing things, and they want to get together and get all this sorted. So Samantha Dixon, if she is elected or whoever it is, they're going to have a big problem facing them from the Blaken community, I'm telling you. Well, you exposing things. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing caught in February. <laughs> and what I want to know is I've got this uh, uh, genius idea that's just cropped up in my head that with all this electric um, problem we've got at the minute, oh, yeah. if we could get all those that are rowing those dinghies all the way from France over here onto running machines or something like that we could or rowing machines rowing machines running machines we could create a hell of a lot of energy i tell you there we go now just one second quick wait a minute no you keep on grabbing all the time i'm going through you asked me wait you asked me what you wanted to know about these candidates and what they're actually talking about? I'm just about. making a serious point about the dinghies <sighs> coming over from chat. Uh, the uh, this illegal immigration, oh, that's, I, asylum seekers, whatever phrases the latest uh, thing. Now, has anybody? This might sound so obvious; it's almost bizarre. Has anybody ever thought of actually register, registering boat sales? and finding out who they're actually selling them to, or is that too obvious? No, the French have been doing it for years, but the English can't get the lists because we haven't invaded France in how many hundreds of years? They're doing us over. That's it. End of story. Waterloo, don't we? Yeah. Let's do Agincourt all over again. Yeah, right. absolutely. We need to invade France and get all the data. Yep. And we we should cause them problems, real problems, because what we should do is we should take over all the manufacturing of white flags and make it hard for them. (laughs) (laughs) And we should shut the tunnel. Yeah, absolutely. Just block it off and say, Nah, they're a spent force now. They've never been right since Napoleon. Au revoir. Au revoir. Now, Rob Hurd, the Lib Dem. Now I can finally get to it now. Thanks, Steve. Rob Hurd, okay, the Lib Dem, or the Glib Dumb, right? prior to become a teacher, Rob Hurd was a manager of the living room bar and restaurant in the city centre. He said the city deserved a local champion. Yeah? Does it deserve a local champion? Mm. Do you know what, though? As it just yeah. first impressions, he's just a dance where sounds like a normal guy, so he's yeah, yeah. probably do a better job than half of these politicians well they're they're all saying the same thing you know they need to fight action you know take action on the cost of living emergency local health service crisis uh sewage being dumped in the river you know he's basically saying the same things as the uh you know as uh yeah they're all saying these things what answers to the problems do they actually have they've got no power they won't have anything the only one that's actually got any semblance of power if they get in will be, and it won't be Sam Dixon, it'll be Wardlaw, because she would be a conservative, so she's got, for the time being, some access to doing things. But that's it. But the people of Chester are not going to vote for her because of what the Tories have done. No, totally agree with you there. It's as simple that's as absolutely that. absolutely bang on that, Mr. Landlord. Thank you. you. Are the best. Thank you, sir. 
You're simply the best. It's <laughs> oh, a bit of an obvious one, though, to be fair. Steve face. I've come to see his face. He's like. Yeah, what's that? What's that? Fucking creep. Oh, God. Fucking creep, 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 creep. Never muted. Nothing. Anything like that. Absolutely. Teacher's pattern. I just muted him. He's still going. He mentioned the word mute. <laughs> just realised. <laughs> oh, this is better than watching Rick you know It's a shame he can't do this in Parliament. The speaker just goes right that's it. That's it, mute. That's what we need in <laughs> Do you want to hear about the Green Party, Steve? No. Oh, I can't no, wait. No, can't they've wait. caused all this trouble. The Green Party candidate, Paul Bowers, is a Cheshire West and Chester councillor. He's on the council now already. Does he want an increase in fossil fuels, does uh, he? <laughs> keep everyone warm. <laughs> he was elected as the first ever Green councillor in Cheshire back in 2019. And since then, he's campaigned for active travel in Chester and has oh, served as... Oh, that went as down well as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, big, big uproar about that. I remember the bus lanes. Yeah, that oh, went yeah. well. It's all their fault. Oh. He said the painter and decor. He's a painter and decorator. So you know, maybe his favourite colour is green. <laughs> so now I have a where does he live? Well, that green house over this. there. I have a p- question now. This oh. chap does he actually cycle everywhere on his council duties and everything else that he does? Oh, God. Yeah, on a green bike. <laughs> well, has he got a bike? A green one. <laughs> and, hey, hey, this is a good point. If he's a painter and decorator, he'll have a van. Yep, a green van. <laughs> diesel van. Is it electric or is it diesel? <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing we got to ask. <laughs> we, we'll ask him those. We'll ask him those questions on the night. Is like, we've heard that you've got a green van. So, um, is it diesel or petrol or electric? No, it's just painted hey, green. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, on that night when oh. we're there on Thursday. I want that question asked. We'll make a note of that. Yep. Because if he's a painter and decorator, how does he get around? Yep. What bike. vehicle? What <laughs> vehicle big, has he got? Big gap there. Okay. Let's get well, on to this guy, Richard Hewson. Paintbrush in his pocket. Richard Hewson. He said he wanted to challenge mm. Labour's implausible make Brexit work policy and make a stand against what rejoin EU, EU sees as Labour leader Keir Starmer's weak pro-Brexit Europe policy. So he's like a sort of a, a well, he's a bit of a one-man band, isn't he? Well, is he for rejoin? Is he for, for staying out? What is he about? What's he complaining about? Well, obviously, it's Keir Starmer's policy. He said it's a weak Brexit policy. And basically, he is. He does want to rejoin the EU. That's it. Well, right. Well, so why isn't he in the rejoin party then? Well, I'm is not it, sure. Does anyone explain we haven't actually properly left yet? These people no, are awfully haven't. confused. No. I mean. yeah, but the, the thing is, I'm going to say to him when I see him on the night, is Houston, we've got a problem. Yeah, big one. <laughs> well, the best one, is you've got <laughs> to vote for this guy. It's only Steve got that one then. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate. <laughs> Doesn't say much for the rest. The, you've got to vote for this guy. All the residents in Chester 
the constituency of the city of Chester should vote for Alan Howling Lord Hope. He is the leader of the Monster Raving Looney Party, and he said that that's the only party that's on everyone's side, no matter what their political persuasion may be. Yeah, well, what, what's his policy that is proposed? Well, he Maybe. said, his comment was, yes, just like you, we've seen it all before, heard it all before, and still don't believe it. We want you to vote for us just to make the others sit up and think, where are we going wrong? And also, just to save our deposit. (laughs) (laughs) Save our deposit. Vote vote Monster Raven Looney. What a great policy. I am I'm wet myself over that one. You know, what's your policy? Just vote for us. We need we need to save our deposit. Do you think about it? It's honesty. Honesty is their policy because uh, they're not telling any lies like the rest of them. Just wants it just wants his money back. Stop being great. Nobody's uh, they've never ever got the deposit back. Do you realise that? <laughs> I wonder why. And you only need five percent of the vote. Oh gosh, I have to say, I have to say that it's just, it's so funny. Apart from all the serious stuff that was happening earlier on, I mean, that is just so funny. You know, we want you to vote for us so we can save our deposit. Oh, I'm calling time on that. Okay, we've got to go. We've got to go. We can't keep on going on. Steve, get to the bar. Get to the bar. No. Uh, I well, your tabs grow. You gotta go and pay yeah. this tab, mate. You gotta so, pay your tab. No, no. <laughs> uh, I did a good job of getting pretty drunk on a Saturday night, seeing the jammed in Chester. To be I fair, believe so yeah. Oh yeah, we saw the pictures at the police station. Oh, it was terrible. Lads did well again. You know, uh, it's very good. Very good. Did they mention I, us? Uh, no, then. Oh, no, they didn't mention. Well, we're not going to their gigs anymore if they don't mention us. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, to, well, to be honest with you, the, the lads were great and they said hello to me, asked about me. Yeah, we the- weren't interested in you. We're talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Chris, actually, he, he did very well because he was um, not very well, to say the least. And the last few few songs, he looked a bit abs- done in and he had to make a quick exit. He was just. It looked as though it was going to fall on the floor, to be fair. So he did well to get through it. Fair so, enough. But it was still a good gig. You know, they always do do a nice job. But I did have rather copious amounts of beer that night, to be fair. Oh, really? And whose tab did you run that up on? Yours. <gasps> you need to ring up tomorrow and pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have... Have we got... Trevor, have we got a monster raving loony party policy? Yeah, we have, yes. Oh, great. Go on, give us one. Um, Give us another laugh. Yeah, and it's quite, quite, again, it's up to date again with uh, regards of um, Elon Musk, is it? What's his name? That's the fella. That's him. Yeah. When we get into Parliament, all social media sites will be taken down for one day a year for a remember when we used to talk day. (laughs) <laughs> I remember when we used to talk day. That's that's good. I do like that. I that's do like that. Actually, a good something one that could be done, encouraging people to do that. To be to be honest, yeah, but the thing is, Steve, as I've said before, we, we what's happening in the Looney Party is all the main parties keep pinching 
their oh, ideas. They do keep pinching it. Because yeah. So are the electric cars going to be replaced by ones with giant bungee cords then? Yep. Yes, that's another one. Yeah, that's a good one. The, um, that's a good one. One in, one out, and you keep pinch that one. Yep. And a 99p note or coin. 99p coin, yeah. Cause save all those pennies. All them pennies, yeah, to save coins. Yeah, I like that them. Great. Great policies. Go ahead, Mark. I don't like that one. Yeah. All, all the money saved on the double yellow lines that could be put towards, I don't know, homelessness rather yep. than uh, wasting it on yeah, other people. Pay, basically, paint mm. yellow lines where you can park. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Let's go with any shout outs or shout downs. Go ahead. Who's going to be first up? Mark, go ahead. Go on, I'll go first. It's a big shout out, actually, this week. And it's to all the people in China protesting the uh, COVID tyranny. They're brave. But yes. I think I think when the Chinese people have had enough, I think this thing's coming to its climax. To be honest, yes, totally and, uh, I think the globalists are a little bit rocked because China's a little pet project, isn't it? And yep. uh, you didn't see any of these protests on the news in Canada, nope. or, or they're still closing thousands of farms in Holland. You don't see it, but for some reason, left-wing media have actually reported on this a little bit, like the Guardian and that. So, mm. ooh, is it really hitting home now? Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. Okay, who's next, Trevor? Yeah, it's a bit of a quote again. I mean, I'm, I'm actually planning to open a fitness centre for Star Trek fans. Star it's going to be called... Trekking across the universe. Yeah, and it's, and it's going to be called It's Life, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but not, not as we know it. Not as we know it, yeah. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> yes, mine is a quote, actually, from Friedrich Nietzsche. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Now, he says... He who has a why to live. So I'll start that again. I'm not editing that. I'm leaving that in like that. <laughs> I know you won't. Oh, yeah. That's why you're a complete. <laughs> so he, he says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would you wait? Go on. He who has a why to live for can bear almost anyhow. And I've heard this, actually, from some of the main motivational speakers and business entrepreneurs in the States. And what it means is your reason why you do things must be far greater than anything else. And if you understand your reason why in life, whatever your why is, what it is you want to do, and you have a clear definitive goal, all the obstacles in the way, just fall by the wayside and you can deal with that. But your reason why, you have to have a reason why, whatever that is in life okay. that drives you. Okay. I've got a reason why, which drives me to mute you because of the length of this podcast. <laughs> well, it's not my fault. Oh, what? Okay, let's take a vote on that. Is it Steve's fault, Trev? Yeah, cut it. Yeah. Cut it. Hold <laughs> well on. you what. Hey. Where's all this? these pub members gone all of a sudden? I told you, they all come crawling back. And that one, it's that him from Warrington there. He's on the management Actually, side. He's, we've a, got... he's like that one that joins the union, but it's not really in the union. He's having having his dinner with the management side. <laughs> we've he's got to stop him. Made. We've got go to stop him. Go, John. Go, John. <laughs> we've got to stop it because what's going to happen is there's going to be a sympathy drive. You know, going for the raven. And we've got to stop that because we can't have him getting sympathy from the public. Why are you always picking on him? I'd Like Millie said, you know, I've actually, justice I've for actually Steve. Got an idea. Now, I've got an idea. Now, 
Because I am called the Raven, known as the Raven, because Kick of my Viking descendancy, etc., etc. Now, we won't go into all that just yet, but I'm going to get a Raven, and I'm going to have a little bit of an act, and I'm going to do some ventriquilism. Uh, ventriquilism. You've not, you've heard that's where you pretend to speak. Ventriloquist. Ventriquilism. That's it. I'm going to get gonna, one of them. What are you calling him, Roger? A little act. I'm going to do some uh, ventriquilism with uh, a raven. Well, it won't be called a raven. It's going to be Robin. Robin the Roger. raven. Roger the raven. So you're going to put your hand up a raven's backside? Yeah, that's right. No, not really. He's going to sit on my shoulder because that's where he will sit. Like Odin. That's where he's going to... Well, did you say Odin sit? Odin had two ravens. Yeah, on, yeah. on his shoulders. Did he? And, and that's where the name Raven is associated. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, Eng- yeah. Engelram, which is my old uh, English. Yeah, we don't want another history old now. Old English is Engelram, which means Angel <clears throat> Raven in Norse. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's the ravens that sat on the shoulders of uh, Odin. Well, if you look uh, in the write up, we call you Right Engel. Engel, Engel ram from the north. Yeah, forget it, forget it. Just, don't, just don't no, go with it. I'm just trying to link it with Engel Umperding. Well, so what do you think about the idea of having Robin the Raven sat on my shoulders doing Roger, a trick Roger, Roger the Raven sounds better. Yeah, Roger the Raven. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do, we'll do it then without you. Uh, Public Roger vote. the Raven. At all. Wants, it's called Roger, Roger the Raven. Raven. No. Yeah, we're going for that. Shall we call it Roger the Raven? Yay! Yeah. Yay! Okay, that's it. Now, my shout-out goes for, for all those candidates who are going to be there on Thursday night. We hope, well, we do hope that you enjoy yourselves. Uh, we will be there. We'll be speaking to different people. Hopefully, we'll be having a laugh. We'll be interviewing, and we'll be getting highlights of that evening out. Next yeah, week. as we've said before, we do want to say this actually genuinely, which is we do wish all the candidates well and uh, hats off to all of them for having a go because, you know, they're at least standing up for what they believe in, whether people agree or not. So I think they're fabulous for having a go. All That's of them. it. I'm not letting him near a mic on the night. He's not getting a mic. He's not. You might find it difficult walking with your <laughs> microphone. It takes a lot of guts, that does. Oh, yeah. And I'm afraid that one out of four of us here didn't do it. That's right. Yep. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> He's not twigged yet. No. Hello. <laughs> He's sitting there going, hello, hello, hello. Well, that's it. Oh. We're going. All right. Good night to everybody. I, you know, I have to say, thank God that's all over. Did I, I nearly. No, did you I did. Yeah, something? you did miss something, but thanks very much. Just say good night. Good night, Steve. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Good night to myself. Yeah, we'll say good night to everybody else. Good night. Good night. Okay, that's fine. By the way, yeah. Earplugs. Listen to your hellishly. There you go. He's out. Say good night, Mark. (laughs) Good night, sir. And and goodbye, Wales. By the way. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Bye, guys. Yeah. Okay. And Trevor, go ahead. Good night, ladies and gentlemen, and Steve Cook-Hall. Okay, well, that's it then. Show's over. Thank God that's all over. Oh, my word. Steve, you're back on. You were on before. Steve, Steve, when are you bringing Roger around? I want to meet him. We want to... Listen, I am not going round (laughs) saying to people, Roger the Raven. (laughs) 
at all. We'll do it, don't worry. <laughs> no, we'll do it. We'll do it. If they turn around and they say, look, this is this is robbing the raven, we'll say, no, it's a lie. You've got to hear this. I've got it. I've got it worked out. I've got the ideal thing. I've found Robin. And I will unveil Robin to you very shortly. And uh, I think this will be a fantastic act when we go live on the road in the churches doing our little act. Yeah, and you see Roger here. You want to know what he's going to do to Robin? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, baby.